praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. I don't know about you, but I, once again, I'm glad I'm here. On this rainy night. Hallelujah. And it may be raining natural on the outside, I believe, but the Holy Spirit's raining on the inside. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know about you, but I've been fired up all day. I've been clock watching all day. I couldn't hardly wait to get here tonight. Amen. It gets very frustrating sometimes because the clock seems to slow down. Yes. I'm so on fire, my hands have turned. It was white now, so it turned into fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I like being on fire for Jesus. Amen. 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 I, I like it better than the alternative. Yes. I said I like it better than the alternative. I'd rather be hot for the Holy Ghost and hot for Jesus than be cold. Amen. Come on now, because you know when you're cold, Satan can take advantage of you. Amen? Amen. But now when you're full, come on now, when you're full, there's no room for nothing else but the presence of God. And I found out a long time ago, as long as I stay filled with the Holy Ghost, I said, as long as I stay filled with the Holy Ghost, I don't have, I don't have a devil problem. Hallelujah. Uh, come on now. As long as I stay full of the Holy Ghost, I don't have an enemy problem. I don't have a sickness problem. I don't have a pain problem. Because I'm full of the Holy Ghost. There's no room for nothing else. Hallelujah. I mean, I've had many opportunities over the years. I've had many opportunities in over, you know, weeks and years ago that I have opportunities to get sick. I have opportunities to be in pain. I was a football player for years, and, and uh, I've had to have both my knees completely redone, reconstructed, new ligaments and tendons and all that. And the doctor says, now, by the time you hit 50, he says, you're probably going to have to have knee replacements. He said, because arthritis is going to sit in so bad that the joints won't move. Well, I passed that a long time ago. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have no pain. Matter of fact, I ran two miles a day <laughs> just to make the devil mad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I started out walking and the rain came and I said, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to finish up what I had started to do. And I just ran through the rain. I just I said, you know what? I hadn't ran in a while. So let me just go and make the devil real mad before for our healing service tonight. Hallelujah. So I took off running. I had, it's been a while since I ran. And you know, it wasn't a problem. I didn't even get tired. Just took off running. Amen. And so I just made the devil real mad because I do not allow the enemy to dictate how I'm going to feel. I'm not going to allow the enemy to dictate, come on now, what's happening in my body. I control this body. Come on now, as a, as, a, as a believer, as a child of God, you're in control of this body. And once you grab a hold of faith and really stir up the gift of God that is in you, come on now and know who you are in Christ. You can determine how your day is going to go. You're going to determine how you feel when you wake up in the morning. And the, I'm telling you right now, the enemy's going to be there. And he's going to say, oh, you're in pain today. Arthur, Arthur's showing up. You know who Arthur is, right? Yes. Come on, arthritis. Arthur wants to show up in the mornings. Come on now. And uh, so you can control Arthur. You can tell Arthur to shut up and go back to hell where he came from. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on now. Hallelujah. Too many times, you know, and, and I'll be teaching a little bit more on this tonight, but let me just go ahead and throw this out there to you. Too many times we're asking God to take something from us that he didn't give us. Uh, come on now. He didn't give us his sickness. He didn't give us disease. Come on now. He didn't give us, he didn't, he didn't give us a stroke. Uh, come on. He didn't give us the results of a stroke. Hallelujah. Come on. That came from the enemy. So why are we asking God to take this away from us when we should be sending it back to hell where it came from? Uh, this is a reason why a lot of times, you know, that's why Hosea 4, 6 is that we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. The enemy takes advantage of our lack of knowledge. And a lot of times we just do stuff because it's tradition, you know, and we just we pray because it's tradition. But the Holy Spirit says that we got to, we got to get a revelation knowledge of who we are in Christ. We got to get a revelation knowledge of how we can can be a winner and not a loser, an overcomer instead of being defeated. 
We have a we live in this life. God brought you to this for such a time as this. Yes. Now think about this. Out of all the men and women of the Bible that God could have held out for such a time as this. I mean, he could have held out Moses, he could have held out Elijah, he could have held out Elisha, he could have held out Peter, James and John, Paul, um, Ruth or Naomi, any men or woman of God that we that we read in the Bible, he could have held them out for 20. But he didn't. They had their time. Now it's your time. Come on, it's our time, amen? He held you out for such a time as this. That tells me that there's something special about you. There's something unique about you, whether you realize it or not, that there is something special about you. God has a plan for you. If he didn't, he, you would not be That's here. Hallelujah, amen. Amen, you wouldn't be here. So God, listen, let me just tell you, God is not done with you yet. This is not the end of the story. This is only just, a, this is a new chapter. Come on now. This is a new chapter. This is not the end of the book. Come on, God is still writing out your story. I say, God is still writing out your story. Come on now. If you're learning, just tap into the presence of God. Get full of the Holy Ghost. And then the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what God has for you next. Amen, bro. I don't know about you, but I'm glad what I, that God has something for me next. I'm glad this is not the end. Right. I'm glad that this is not my last meeting of my life in Roper, North Carolina. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I got a lot of more crusades I got to do this year. I got to travel all over the world this year and preach the gospel. Come on now. This is just another chapter in the book. Come on, man. We're just getting stronger and stronger. The meetings are getting stronger and stronger. Miracle signs and wonders are happening more and more and more. Why? Because I did, I have determined that I'm not going to have a normal service. Amen, bro. Amen. Amen. So you need to determine in your heart tonight. You need to determine in your, in your mind tonight that this is not going to be a normal Wednesday night service. Now this is the, listen, this is the day the Lord hath made. Come on now. This service has been designed specifically for you. And what God has for you tonight, come on now, what God has for you tonight is going to change your life forever. Yes. Glory to God. Glory, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, I'm so grateful that we don't have, that I don't have to have a normal service. Huh? Come on now. Man, I, I, man, if I had normal service, people would never get healed. People would never get born again. Come on, salvation would never happen in the church service when we have just normal services. But when we have, listen, when we have Holy Ghost services, when the Spirit of God is moving and He's having His way and He's downloaded into me, I always pray, Lord, not my word, but Your words through me. Not my will, but Your will. Come on, be released in this in this service tonight. Hallelujah. Because I've got to get something into you that's going to change your life for the rest of your life after tonight. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So turn with me to your Bibles in John's Gospel, chapter 14. And I love this scripture. I can quote it. But I want to go ahead and just read it to you in John 14, verse 12. Hallelujah. Say amen when you find it. That's two. All right. Here we go. That's enough. Hi, right, John 14, 12. It says, Verily, truly, I tell you that who's whoever and who's whoever. Everybody raise your hand if you're whoever. Well, that's most of it. Come on now. You got to realize that you're whoever. Come on now. He said, whoever believes in me. How many believe in Jesus tonight? Come on. Let's make up our mind. How many believe in Jesus tonight? If you believe in Jesus, he said, the works that I have been doing... And they will do even greater things than these. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you glad that you are a Holy Ghost carrier? Aren't you glad that you're a miracle carrier? Come on now. Signs and wonders carrier. You should be contagious. Come on. Contagious. Contagious with the, the, the with miracles. You should be contagious with miracle signs and wonders in your life. Everywhere you go, you should be so full of this that it just happens. Yes. Glory to God. 
And so it says here, he says, so those that believe these things, he said, greater because I am going, Jesus says, I'm going to the Father. He says, and I will, and, and I will do whatever you ask me in my name. Now, what is whatever? Whatever is anything, right? So that tells me there's nothing too small and there's nothing too big for God. That's right. And the reason why there's nothing too small or too big because we have Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father. He's already gone to heaven. He's already he's left the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm leaving the Comforter with you, which is the Holy Spirit. He said, because I'm leaving the Comforter with you, it is a direct line. I call it the Holy Ghost bat line. How many remember Batman back in the day? I'm talking Amen. about back in the day. Amen. You know where they had the red line, you know, the, the telephone, the bat, the bat phone? Yeah. Come on now. Hallelujah. He had a direct line to Batman. Remember the commissioner? I mean, he didn't have to sit there and wait and call 911. He just picked up the phone and immediately went straight to Batman when he needed something. But we got something better that we call a Holy Ghost Batman. Come on, Holy Ghost line. Amen. I said, we got a Holy Ghost line. We have a direct line. Come on now to Jesus and whatever you need, whatever you believe in God for, all you got to do is let him know. Amen. Come on. I was a major request. No. We got listen. We got to listen. We have to release faith, and how we release faith is by our voice. Listen, Jesus is not gonna sit there and read your mind. He, you got to let it out. He said, "Let me know. How can I know if my wife wants something unless she tells me?" Amen. Huh? How many? Amen. So we get close to Christmas, and so she has to tell me what she wants. I don't know what she wants. Amen. I've been married thirty-five years. I still don't know what she wants. She's got everything. <laughs> so I have to ask her, baby, what do you want for Christmas? Well, I don't know what you're going to get. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Huh? Come on now. If you don't tell me, I'm not getting. Come on. You got to tell me what do you want for Christmas? Because I want her. I just don't want to go out and buy something. I want her to have the desire of her heart. Amen. Amen. Come on. Now. I want her to have the desire of her heart. And they said, well, that takes the surprise. I always have a surprise. Don't worry about that. But I want her to have at least something that she wants. That's something that she, that's, that's dear to her. But I would not know that. Come on now. Because I'm a good husband. Amen. I'm a good husband. Not only am I a good husband, I'm a good daddy. My kids will tell you I'm a very good daddy. A very good daddy. Amen. Matter of fact, when each one of them graduated, I got all of them an SUV for their graduation present. That's a pretty good daddy, don't you think? Amen. Huh? Come on now. With big bows on each one of them. Because I could not. I had If I did one, I, had, I got three girls. So if I can't just do one. But I told my oldest daughter, I told my oldest daughter, I said, if you graduate on time, and you keep your grades up and you keep your notes clean. I said, I'll, I will buy you a vehicle. I never told him I was going to get it. I said, I'll have you a vehicle when you graduate. So we did a graduation party. She graduated that day. We did a graduation party at, at, you know, at the house. And uh, so they're, they're doing a little party, pizzas and all this stuff. And, and so I had the guy deliver the car and put a bow on it. And put it right there in front of the front door of the house. And so finally um, he rung the doorbell. So she comes, I said, I said, Tiffany, somebody's at the door, go get the door. So she goes to the door and opens the door. He, she goes, he goes, are you Tiffany? She said, yes, sir. He goes, I got something for you. And he turned, he moved out of the way. And there's this uh, brand new white Hyundai Santa Fe sitting right there in front of the front door. And do you think she got excited? Yeah. Did you not think I was the best daddy in the world at that moment? Huh? Why? Why did she get excited? Because I was true to my word. Huh? Come on now. I was true. How much more? 
Come on, our Heavenly Father. He says right here, come on, how, should we get excited? Come on, when we make our request known to Him, come on, when we make our request known to Him, man, we should already know that if we let Him know, we're going to get it. Hallelujah. Uh, come on now, we should get excited. I mean, the moment that I release, listen, I have to believe God all the time. I live a life of faith. And so I have to, every morning, I'm releasing things to heaven. But not just releasing it, I'm expecting it to come back in reality. I'm releasing it with my voice, but I'm expecting it to come back. And did you know he's never let me down? Hallelujah. Never. Never. I said he's never, ever, ever let me down. Thank you, Lord. You know why? Because I know who I am in Christ. I know the authority that I have, but I know who my daddy is. That's right. I mean, and when I release it, I, my expectors are turned on, and so I'm already looking for it. I'm not saying, well, I hope this happens. Hope is not even in my equation. There you go. Uh, come on now. I said, hope is not even in my equation. When, when, when one of my kids get under attack, you know, in their bodies, or my wife gets under attack in her body, guess who they call it? They're calling me because they're, they're looking for somebody that knows how to pray with them and agree with them. And so I'll get the phone calls. I could be anywhere in the world. I was, in, I was just in, in Africa, and I got a phone call in Africa. I had to pray about something. And did you know it didn't take me 24 hours for it to take place? Hallelujah. Huh, 24 hours. That's not bad. That's a pretty good quick return. Pretty good. Hallelujah. Come on now. And I remember just a couple of years ago, my mom went to the doctor. She had this lump in her breast. And so she went to the doctor. And come find out she had, it, it turned out to be malignant. It was cancer. And so the doctor, you know, it was like, well, you know, we may have to, to remove your breasts. Well, my mama don't want to lose her breasts. So she, you know, and they're very, you know, very private people. And uh, so she called me. She said, son, I need you to pray. I said, what's, the, what's this about? And she began to tell me. I said, well, that's just a lie. I said, that's a lie from the pits of hell. I know what the doctor said, but I know what my daddy says. Amen. Uh, come on. Amen. I said, we have a name. Come on. Now, we already have a name on it. It's called cancer. If, if it has a name on it, we have authority over it. Come on, if it has a name, we have authority over it. So she said, I just need you to pray. So we just, I just begin to pray and believe God. I said, Lord, I said, we, I just thank you. My mama don't want to lose her breasts. I said, I just curse that cancer right now in the name of Jesus. I begin to apply the blood. And just, and then so uh, a few months later, she went back. And did you know the doctors couldn't find anything there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on now. I said, they couldn't find anything there. Hallelujah. It was completely gone. See, that's knowing who you are in Christ. That don't, I mean, I, I, I don't make me super Christian. I'm not a super Christian. I'm just a child of God. Amen. Uh, come on. Now, I just know. Come on. I know who I am in Christ. And I know the authority that I have as a believer. And so when there's a, when there's a situation I need to believe God for, I'm going to believe God for. Not only am I going to believe God, but I'm going to expect the result that I pray for. Amen. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Because it says right here, he said, ask anything. He said, I will do it. He said, if you ask anything so that my father, so that, in other words, so your daddy can be glorified. Come on now, so your daddy can be glorified. He said, I'm going to do it. Come on, I'm going to do it. Sometimes it may take a day. Sometimes it may take two days. Sometimes it may take a week. In my mama's situation, it took a few months, a couple, two or three months. I can't remember exactly because it's been a couple years ago. Time flies. But it, but the result was, come on now, the end result was, we don't look at what's happening right now. I know what the end result is. Amen. Just like I told you the other night, the, the, the later it got in 2020, the sicker my dad got. 
And, but it did not stop me. It did not rock my world. I stayed focused. And I kept saying, Dad, 2020 strong. Dad, 2020 strong. Even when I was there at Christmas, like I told you, I had to pick him up, put him in the bed. He was a weakling. I mean, he had hardly any energy. And and uh, and things were happening. And his body was shutting down. And, and I was like, no, I don't look at that. My vision was, because my dad's a preacher and a pastor, my vision was that I, I had a vision he was going to be back behind that pulpit preaching. That's my vision. I created the vision. Because the Bible says without a vision, we perish. Come on. Now. Hallelujah. So we're waiting on God to give us a vision. God said, won't you give me a vision? If you give me a vision, I'll fulfill that vision. Oh, come on, somebody. Help me in here tonight. Come on, help me in here tonight. It's the last night. You got to help me tonight now. I've been pushing it all week long. Y'all got to help me tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. So you know the story because I told you, I said, we, we hit 2020. I kept telling you, every time I hang up the phone, I call him every day. Dad, last thing I would tell him, 2020 strong. 20, and he would repeat it. 2020 strong. We hit 2020. The first three days looked horrible. And I said, I don't go by what I see. I still have my vision. I wouldn't allow that. And come on. I would not allow that vision to come in my heart. I would not allow that vision to come even in my mind. I didn't even contemplate it. I didn't meditate on that. What I saw, I meditated on the promise that I released to heaven. Come on now. I had a vision. That's what I held on to. And then just a matter of a few days later, he went from being sick as a dog on his deathbed, giving and putting it in the casket, that now he's preaching on Sunday. Glory. Glory. Come on now. Glory to God. He went from congestive heart failure. The doctor said, this is probably going to be, I mean, it's coming to an end. But God turned it around. Now they're seeing the muscles in his heart are rejuvenating. And he's getting stronger. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, I'm not telling you a fairy tale. I'm not telling you about something I've heard. I, and I can only preach what I know. I said, I can only preach with passion about what I know that works. I know that the word works. I've been living it my whole life. I've been living it. I've seen my brother raised from the dead. Documented. I've seen my daddy raised from the dead. Documented. I've seen my mama heal the cancer. The doctor said, I, I went blind when I was 10 years old, 11 years old. And they know what was wrong with me. But praise God, I had a praying mama and a praying daddy. And my vision came back. Just another year later, I bit my tongue off. The doctor said, I'll never speak again. I'll never be able to speak plain again. But my dad says, you sew it on. He said, we can't sew tongues on. He says, you do the sewing, I'll do the praying. And thank God for a praying daddy. Come on now. I said, thank God for a praying daddy. They did the sewing. He did the praying. Three days later, I was able to speak. Just like I'm speaking now. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. See, I'm, that's why I can tell you that God's word works. My, 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 my. The Holy Ghost is here tonight. Something's about to happen. I said, something's about to happen. Somebody's about to get what you've been believing God for in here tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I told you just the other day, I said, I told you I was preaching in Marion in the mountains of North Carolina near Asheville. Jesus. A few weeks ago, this lady gets up. She's got oxygen tank on, carrying her tank, and she comes walking about right now. I'm preaching. God. The daughter said, send her home to die. She could hardly make it up, and she's slow. The daughter sent her home to die. She says, there's nothing else we can do. Un incurable lung disease, and her time is up. But praise God. The doctors may say your time's up, but God hadn't said it. Huh, I said, God hadn't said your time is up. Come on, now. I told you tonight. God, listen, God's got another plan. I said, God's got another plan. Come on, now. I said, God's got another plan for your life. Come on, you need to begin to see it. You need to begin to believe it. And you need to receive it. 
Hallelujah. She come up. Our God hit her right in the middle of my preaching. But I dropped her out. She laid there and I went back to preaching. While she lay there. The Holy Ghost took her and put her in heaven's operating table. And while I'm preaching, she's having surgery. I said, while I'm preaching, she's having Holy Ghost surgery. That's right. And at the end of the service, she got up. And she said, I don't know where I've been because this has never happened to me before. But I had a word. You said if I, would, if I receive it, if I say it, receive it, that God will heal me. I just went ahead and stu stepped out. <laughs> See, you be really why you ain't getting what you get. Because you ain't stepping out. Oh, my, my, my. She went, this was on a Sunday night. And, and so she went back to the doctor on Monday. And she was there every night. And, and when she got up, she took her, 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 her oxygen things off of her. She says, I can breathe. So she went back to the doctor Monday and got checked out. She came back Wednesday with the results. And she gave a testimony Wednesday night. And she said, Wednesday night, I just want y'all to know that the doctors can't find nothing wrong with me. I got new lungs. Come on now. While she was laying there, God did a lung transplant in her. Come on now. Don't tell me God can't do what he needs to do in your life. Listen, heaven is full. There's a warehouse in heaven full of parts. Come on now. Full of parts that whatever you need, whatever you need from God, it's already there. You just got to pick up the line and call heaven. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Ooh, my, my, my. I'm telling you, there's something happening right now. There's something happening right now. Come on, I say there's something happening right now. Come on, you need to receive it. Whatever you believe in God for. Some of you are sick in your body. Come on, pain in your body. You got a report from the doctor. Come on, you need to stay. You need to reach out and take that healing right now. There's healing in the house tonight. Hallelujah. Shut up, Jose. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I got four things that's going to guarantee your healing. I'm going to give you four elements that's going to guarantee your healing. You remember in, um, in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 5 and verse 25. Remember the lady with the issue of blood? Yes. Uh, come on, everybody knows this story. The lady with the issue of blood. Yes. But what you don't know, there was four key elements. What you may not know, there was four key elements that had to take place in order for her to receive what she got from Jesus. The Bible says there was a lady with the issue of blood that she's been dealing with for years and years and years. Now, I did not know what an issue of blood was. I mean, I've read this story and everything, but I didn't know what an issue of blood was. I know if it's diabetes or whatever. Until I was in England a couple years ago preaching a crusade. And I was in Wolverhampton, England preaching. And while I was in Wolverhampton, England preaching the crusade, they brought a lady in. They carried her in like a little child. And they, lay, and they set her like on the third row. And she just sat there. And she had this mask on and everything. And she just sat there. And they drove three and a half hours to come to the crusade. It's the last night. Of the crusade. She was so weak they couldn't do it every night. So they waited till the last night because it, uh, most people know when I go, I, I do healing services on the last night. Not mean you can't get your healing during the week because that lady got hers on the first night. Amen. Come on now. I said, come on now. Hallelujah. So they brought her and sat her there. So I'm preaching and I'm preaching on healing. And uh, so at the, end of the, at the end of the service, like we're going to do tonight, I begin to lay hands and, and apply the blood of Jesus and, lay the hand, and was laying hands on with oil and, and just laying hands on and praying for him. And I mean, the power of God was, I mean, was going out. And sometimes, you know, the anointing comes on me. I get a little, I mean, just, I mean, I just like, just go, just go. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not sitting there putting a little cross on your forehead. I mean, I'm laying hands on you. I'm not scared. Come on. I'll lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. Come on now. Ain't a little touch. I don't need a little touch. I need hands laid on me. Glory to God. Glory. I like that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Sandy, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I was laying hands, and so the gentleman before her, I mean, I laid hands on her, and the power God hit her, hit him, and he went out. And so she said, Lord, please don't let him touch me like that, because she can't be touched. Now, I did not know this about the issue of blood. There, when you have an issue of blood, it's so painful that you can't stand to be touched. And she had two little kids that she couldn't even hold because it was too painful for her to even hold her kids. Not only that, it, you do not have an appetite. She lost 50 pounds, over 50 pounds, and she wasn't that big to begin with, and she was there to 90-some pounds. Now, she's all, she's like five foot eight, something like that, but she only weighs 90 pounds, so you can imagine the picture of how skinny. It looked like somebody come out of concentration camp. Hallelujah. And she said, Lord, please don't let him do it because it's going to hurt, but I need a healing. And I didn't know, I didn't know what she was under for. I didn't ask her. I didn't have time to ask her. I had, I had hundreds of people I've been praying for. And uh, so I put my hands on her. She said, and I don't remember it. I'm having to tell you because she told it. She came up and told the testimony. I don't even remember laying hands on her. She said, when I laid hands on her, she said, I took her. And I, I had oil all over it and dripped all over her head. And I laid my hands on her. And I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Yes. She said, the power of God hit her and she went out. She said, she didn't feel anything. She said, she was completely numb from head to toe. Yes. And while she, she's laid there the whole time, the rest of the time I'm laying hands on hundreds of people. I mean, it was hours, over an hour that I was praying for people. And finally, she got up. Thank you, Lord. And so I just went on, and then I went on and, and flew back to America. Well, then last year I went back and did another crusade. She shows up the very first night. Now, I don't really remember her, but she came the first night, and she said, uh, Pastor Phil, she says, I have a testimony. I'm getting ready to preach now. I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm going to go. I'm ready to go. And then she says, excuse me, I have a testimony. I said, is it a good one? No. Huh? Because some folks get up there and want to testify. say, Lord, the devil's been all over me today. He's been attacking me and I'm, I'm about wore out. That's not kind of test, not a testimony. Mm -hmm. uh, come on now. A testimony is, come on now. A testimony is something that God's that you've been set free of. That you got to come on. That you got a word. Come on now. That you got a Holy Ghost word. That's, that testimony is going to help somebody else. Lord. So she comes up there and I hand her the microphone and, and she says, Pastor Phil, you may not remember me. I said, Well, I really don't. She said, But I was here last year on the last night of the crusade. I'm the one that they carried in. I said, Oh yeah, I remember. I, I remember then. And I said, Well, did I pray for you? She said, Oh yes, you did. Let me tell you what you did to me. I went, Oh Lord, what is the worst you going to say now? You know, I'm about ready to grab the mic, you know. <laughs> and she said, I just want you to know when you lay, I was so, I was so nervous about you laying hands because you wasn't being easy with anybody that night. And she said, you lay hands on, when you laid your hands on me, she said, the power of God went in me and I went out. She says, and while I was out, everything, my body went numb from head to, to the soles of my feet. And while I laid there, the, I had a blood transfusion. Oh, come on now. She said, I had a blood transfusion while I was laying there. She said, I had a blood transfusion because I went, listen, she said, when I got up, she said, I didn't hurt no more. 
She said, the, my, my hunger, my hunger, I all of a sudden, I was hungry for the first time in a year. I was hungry. She said, matter of fact, I told my family, she said, they had to lay me in the back seat to get here. She said, but I sat in the front seat. And I said, take me to McDonald's. They have a McDonald's there in England. She said, take me to McDonald's. I want two, not one Big Mac. I want two Big Mac, two orders of fries, and I want the biggest drink you can get. Uh, come on now. Hallelujah. Well, when I came, when she came back that night, she won't, she won't 94 pounds no more. Let me tell you, she was not 94 pounds. She put on about the 50 pounds that she lost. She said, but I want you to know something. I went back to the doctor and they cannot find anything. I don't have a blood. Come on. I don't have a blood issue no more. See, I don't have a blood issue no more. Come on. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God's going to respect a person? You don't have an issue no more. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. So now let's fast forward to March, 20, March 5, 25. And so we see here with the lady with the issue of blood. Not only that, you have to see what's going on because you have to understand this lady, this lady with the issue of blood, at one time she was a very high ranking official, uh, uh, somebody that was high ranking in the community. Because in order, because the Bible says that when she had done all, she had spent all that she had to go, she went from doctors to many physicians. The scripture says she went to many physicians. Well, back in those days, most people couldn't even go to one. But she went to many. So she was very wealthy at one time. See, this is what the enemy wants to do. Not only does he want to attack your body, but he's attacking your finances. Because if he can, listen, if he can steal your, your health, he can steal your finances. Come on. That's the enemy. That's one way for the enemy to steal what God's given you. Not only is he stealing your health, but he's stealing your prosperity. Come on now. And so the, she went to many physicians, but yet she rather what? Grew worse. That's what the scripture said. That she rather grew worse. All right? But she said, she says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Come on now. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. She said, I will. It ain't no possibility. She said, she didn't say, if I can get to church, I just hope, I just hope I can receive my healing. No, no. She said, if I can get to a holy, come on, if I can get to where the presence of God is, let's just make it plain in our language. If I can get to a place that's having a service where the presence of God is, where the Holy Ghost is moving, where medical signs of one have, then I can get to that place. Come on, if I can get to that place, and I believe tonight that this is that place. Hallelujah. Whoa, glory to God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah. So we understand. So the first thing she did was is that she said something. Number one, she said. Did she not? Huh? She said. So what she did was she released faith. Because that's the only way you can release faith is with your voice. Huh? Come on now. That's the only way you can release faith. You can't think it. You have to release it. Matter of fact, if you remember the story of Jericho, they didn't march around that wall and think that wall down. Uh, come on now. They march around on the seventh day seven times and they get to the seventh time and they just started thinking, all right, I want everybody to visualize this. Everybody visualize that wall coming down. Come on, visualize it. Come on, we can all think it down. No, of course not. No, something had to be done. Something had to be released. Come on, there had to be a one accord release. I said there had to be a one accord release. And Joshua said on the seventh time, he said the dancers start dancing, the, the musicians start playing, and I want y'all to start shouting. Because when y'all start shouting, that wall, because you understand, this wall is impenetrable. There is no weapon that has been created that can penetrate that wall. That's what they thought. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. 
But we were about to release the quirk. You had to be here last night to understand. There's about to be atomic weapon being released. Uh, come on, now there's about to be a sound. See, that sound, come on, is a weapon. Your voice is a weapon. Your voice will penetrate any wall that the devil tries to put up in your way. Any obstacle that the devil tries to put up in your way. Your voice will tear that wall down with just one shout Hallelujah. of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So she said, she said, she said. And then the next thing was, she did something. Huh? Come on now. She did. So faith without works is dead. So once you say something, then you need to act on what you're releasing. Oh, come on now. Get out of quite the full gospel church. She released it. Come on now. And then she did something. But this is the thing. She did not allow her pain and her lack to keep her from getting what she needed from God. Amen. The Bible says that she began to press through. Now, you know as well as I do, because if anybody's ever been to Golden Corral, you know that folks do not like people cutting in line, especially for the chicken. <laughs> yes. I've seen fights break out. I have seen fights literally break out at a Golden Corral because somebody, they've been standing there, there's like several people waiting for the chicken to come out. The chicken's empty, the fried chicken. And in this person, because some people are professionals at this. I watch them. So they go over there to the mashed potatoes and they start playing around. They can see, they look back there and they see the chickens being brought up. They go over there to play in the mashed potatoes. And all of a sudden they bring the chicken up and then they'll just scoot right over. And, and, and I'm telling you, I have seen folks go off over a chicken leg. <laughs> yeah. Because somebody broke in line. So you can imagine. Now here's all these people. They've heard about the stories of Jesus. Huh? They're all there to touch Jesus. Uh, come on now. They're all there. They all want to, uh, 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 to see Jesus. They're there to touch Jesus. Everybody, there's almost everybody there needs something from Jesus. But it's interesting that there's only one thing that made it into the book. Uh, come on. Uh, come on now. So you can imagine with her being in pain like she is. So they began, she began to press through. And I can imagine that every, there, were, there were times that they would push her back. Get back. Get back. We were here first. And the Holy Spirit showed it to me like this. And this is, a great, this is just the greatest thing. Hallelujah. Now watch this. So every time, every single time that they would push her back, I, the Holy Spirit showed me this. That Jesus, not even the Holy Spirit, would slow Jesus down. And there may be times that he needed to stop. Because you understand, faith was released. Because see, when faith was released, faith always goes looking for faith. Huh? Come on now. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. So when she said that faith was released and that faith was went to find Jesus. Uh, come on now, your faith, when you release your faith, it's going to go find Jesus. Amen. And it's going to make sure that the Holy Spirit is going to make sure that Jesus is at the exact right moment, at the right place, at the right time, the moment that you break through. Oh, come on now. Amen. I said, the moment you break through. Come on. That's she right. began to press hard. And she would stop. Every time she get pushed back, Jesus would stop. But every time she could break through, Jesus would begin to move. Yes, to the point that all of a sudden... All of a sudden, she may not got to her baby, but she reached her hands. Come on now. I said she reached her hands through some legs, through some obstacles. She wasn't going to allow nobody to hinder her, to stop her from receiving what God had for her. Amen. Amen. That's what we call a bulldog tenacity. 
I said, that's what we call a bulldog tenacity. You know what, what a bulldog is and what a bulldog does? My brother has pit bull, has a pit bull pet now. He said, and that ball, he said he took, has a ball and a rope. He said, he'll play with that pit bull. He said, that pit bull will lock in. But what you don't know, you may not know, is that a pit bull has a locking mechanism in their jaw. And you cannot get something out of their mouth unless they choose to let it go. Uh, come on now. I said, you cannot get it out of their mouth unless they choose it. They will die. If they don't want to let it go, they will literally die before they let go of that thing. And you can't pry it open because that jaw has a locking mechanism on it. Come on now. And so when the Holy Spirit showed it to me like this, he says, this is the way we need to be with our prayer life. This is the way we need to be with our faith. When we release something, come on now, we need to lock in on what we release. That no demon or devil of hell can pry off our faith, can pry off what we're believing God for, then we're going to hold on until we get what we're believing for. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm running here tonight. Glory to God. And so she began to press in. All of a sudden, she broke through. She broke through. When she broke through, at the right time that she broke through, guess whose leg was there? Oh, Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. She couldn't even see his face. You understand? There was a crowd of people there. She couldn't see his face. She couldn't see his hands. She was so busy trying to, trying to seek things. And all you need to do is just touch. Come on now. You just need to get into the presence. It doesn't matter. Come on now. And she she couldn't see his hands. She couldn't see his face. She couldn't see the. But all she knew was if she could just press in. At the moment she was going to press in, guess who was there? That's right. Oh, my God. Come on now. I said Jesus was there at the right time. Jesus is here. Come on. For you at the right place at the right time. Don't ever doubt the presence of the living God. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so when she touched him, watch this. When she touched him, all of a sudden, now there have been people touching him the whole time. But see, faith didn't touch him. Hope touched him, but hope doesn't stop. Hope does not get his attention. Faith is the only thing that's going to get his attention. That's right. Huh, come on now. I said faith is the only thing that's going to get his attention. So when faith came home to faith. <laughs> I said when faith came home to faith, something had to give. Come on now. I said something had to happen. It's impossible when faith comes home to faith for something not to happen in heaven. Hallelujah. And when she touched him, he stopped. Come on, faith will cause, will literally cause Jesus to stop in his tracks for you. Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, I told you, I know this, I've lived this. I've experienced this. I know what it takes. I know what it takes to get what we need from God. I know what it takes to receive healing. I know what it takes to believe God for healing for a loved one. I know what it takes. I'm not giving you some fairy tale story. I know that it works. If it didn't work, I would not be here tonight. Because I know the healer's here. Amen. I said, I know the healer's here. And I'm here to tell you when faith came home to faith, faith is looking to come home to faith. And faith is looking to come home to faith to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
faith is always looking for for home. I said, faith is always looking for a home. Can, aren't you, can't you be that home? Mm -hmm. huh, come on, can't you be that home? Aren't you not the tap? Come on, is not right. this body the tabernacle of the Holy Ghost? Come on That's now. Right. Hallelujah, can't this be the home? Come on now, you just need to believe. Come on, you need to just, uh, come on, you need to tap in. Come on, you need to, to flip the switch of faith on and say, here's the life, welcome home. Huh, Amen. come on, and we need to put a welcome home sign so faith can come home to faith. Amen, bro. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what people say. Don't matter what people think. And they have no, that doesn't matter. All that matters is, is what you believe. Come on. What you're releasing in the atmosphere. Because if you believe what you're releasing in the atmosphere, faith will find home. Amen. Yes. Amen. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, this changes your life. This, this changes everything in our life. There's an awakening happening in our head tonight. And so when she touched him, the Bible says, and then immediately he stopped. And he turned to his disciples and said, you've got to know, it's got to be Peter. Because Peter's the only one that would say anything so stupid as this. <laughs> Just study the life of Peter. And so when Jesus turned around, he turned to his disciples. He said, who touched me? And then we know that it had to be Peter because Peter said, seriously, Lord, do you not see all the people here? Yes. <laughs> Master, they touched you. She touched you. He touched you. Master, I even touched you. Huh? Come on now. But Jesus said, no, no, you don't understand. Faith. I said, faith. Came home to faith. And it stopped me. I can't go any further because faith has a grip on faith. Come on now, I said faith has a grip on faith and faith can't go any further until faith takes care of business. Amen. Come on, I said faith can't go any further until faith takes care of Holy Ghost business. Come on now. Hallelujah. And so in faith, he said, and all of a sudden there she says, she said, I touched you. Because he knew that the power went out of him. An anointing, this is what happens because anointing is released. There's a healing anointing that is released. And she saw who it was. And guess what? Then she received. Yes, mm -hmm. God. Huh? She, she had a choice. God. I said she had a choice. Right. I said she had a choice. Even after she touched the hem of his garment. And what I said, even after she broke through, she still had a choice. That's right. Huh? Yes, she, she had to choose. I'm going to receive what I just worked so hard to get. Yes. Amen. Oh, Amen. come on. Hallelujah. Right. Hallelujah. 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 So faith came home to faith. Now let's just skip over real quick for a second time. Wow, you gotta be kidding me. Alright, for a second time, let's go on over to, to Mark's Gospel chapter 10. And let's look at verse 46. And Mark's Gospel chapter 10 and verse 46. You know the story about blind Bartimaeus. Yes. Huh, come on now. But I'm gonna share something with you that you may not know and understand. But here's Mac Mark's Gospel chapter 10 and verse 46. And there was a man named Blind Bartimaeus. Come on now. Who was blind? Who was, I believe, the son of Tyrus, right? And, uh, and so we know the story. I'm going to paraphrase for a second time. I'll begin to paraphrase. And so we know that all of a sudden, here comes Jesus. And Jesus went through the city with his disciples, went through the city. And then blind Bartimaeus asked. He asked uh, someone that came by him because he can't see. He just hears the commotion. See, there's something about when Jesus shows up. It always creates a commotion. There's always a sound that's different from any other sound. Come on now. I said there's always a sound. You know, you can you know when you go to a Holy Ghost church because the sound is different. Amen. 
Most of the time, there's, there is a sound. Because a lot of churches don't have no sound. Huh? Come on, you can hear a pin drop. Huh? Come on now, you can hear a pin drop. Ain't nothing happening in a pin drop service. I said, ain't going nothing happening in a pin drop service. Huh? Come on now. I said, ain't nothing going to happen in a pin drop service. But when there's a there, there's a sound from heaven, come on now. When people stir it up, come on now. When we get in one accord, we're all praising the Lord. We're all worshiping the Lord. And we're all expecting God to show up and show off in our lives tonight. That creates a, a chaotic Holy Ghost sound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it even gets the blind man's attention. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Aren't you glad it don't have to continue to be this way? Aren't you glad you don't have to stay this way? Huh, come on now. I said, aren't you glad you just don't have to stay in the situation you're in right now? Aren't you glad you don't have to continue to be this way? That it can change as quick as I'm talking to you tonight. It can change just like that. Just like the lady who got a new set of lungs. Come on now. And the lady got, come on, got a, a blood transfusion. Come on, in the services. God is no respecter of person. Come on now. He's about to do something Amen. in here tonight. If you just release faith. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so we see, we see the rest of the story as you're reading on. And so it goes on and says, and, and all of a sudden, so when he heard, they said, well, this, there's a man named Jesus. Come on now. There's a man named Jesus that has gone through. And he didn't even hesitate. See, this is what I like about Holy Ghost people. Holy Ghost people don't care what other people think. Uh -huh. Huh? That's right. Come on now. I said Holy Ghost people don't care what other people think. Because when it's necessary, it's necessary. Yeah. And when it's necessary to praise God, then we're going to praise God. Yeah. Uh, come on, not to get self-glorification, not for people to look at us. I can care less what people think about me. I can care less what people look at me because I'm here to take care of Holy Ghost business. When I come to church, I'm here for a purpose and a reason. I'm going to get, come on now, I'm going to get what God has for me, that service. And so I'm not concerned about anybody else. I'm concerned about me. So for me, in this house, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to lift my voice and I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to lift my hands. Why not lift my hands? So it tells the Lord, I'm surrendering my flesh, I'm surrendering myself, and I'm ready to receive everything that you have for me. Amen, brother. Woo! Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, I'm doing everything I can to contain, my, contain myself. Glory to God. Glory to God. I mean, I'm telling you, there's an atmosphere in here. I'm telling you, if you could see what I see, there is this a, just a light, just a light haze. There's just a light haze that is just, just hovering. Come on, just hovering over the atmosphere. They, they didn't think it's just a light haze. That means the glory is here. I said, that means the glory is here. Glory to God. I mean, that means anything's possible right now. That means anything's possible. Glory to God. Come on, just receive it right now. I say, just receive whatever you need, God, Lord. Come on, right now. Right now is the right time to give God some praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm getting mine. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we see here blind Bartimaeus, and so all of a sudden he hears they tell him when Jesus has come through. Now it's interesting that Bartimaeus's blindness never got Jesus' attention. Huh? The scripture says he passed by. Now you know he saw him. Huh? But you understand. Faith is looking for faith. That's right. See, that's why a lot of times our miracle is passing us by a lot of times. 
Because we're not releasing faith. It's looking for faith. Huh? I'll, I'll never forget uh, several years ago uh, when I was pastoring in Virginia, my mom got up to do the announcements one morning on a Sunday morning. And she got up to do the announcements. And she said, and she couldn't even do the announcements. The president God hit that place. And all of a sudden, she just got up there and just started praising the Lord. Just started praising the Lord. Just out of character a lot of times for her. And she just started praising the Lord. Just, I mean, just checking out and praying the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, she said, I see a heart. She goes, I see a heart floating through the congregation right now. Whoever needs a new heart, she said, I, I, I see the heart floating through the congregation. Well, there was a gentleman sitting on the very back row. Who had just that, re that week had found out that he's got to have a heart transplant. That he's been put on the list. I said, he's been put on the list for a new heart. Now, my mom, we didn't know him. We didn't know him from Adam. But he came to the service and he's sitting on the back row. Now, of course, we have a lot of people at our church, you know, and so it's packed, and, and so it's way back in the back of the sanctuary. But she saw the heart. That gentleman grabbed a hold of the heart. He said, he told the testimony, I just reached out and just took it. He said, I just reached out and grabbed it by faith. He said, I just received it. He said, he went back to the doctor. About 10 days later, he had another appointment. He said, 10 days later, he went back to the doctor. He noticed that he started getting strength back in his body because he loved the golf. He couldn't even golf no more. Couldn't walk the golf course. Couldn't even get in the car. And all of a sudden, he felt juvenile. He said, all of a sudden, the energy started coming back. He said, so I just, about a week later, I decided I'm going to go golfing. He said, I'm going to go out there. If I can't play two holes, I'll play two holes. Well, he ended up playing 18 holes. He had enough energy to play 18 holes. So he knew something must be happening inside him. Come on, now something must be happening. Well, because he stood there in faith. He said, I'm going to do something that I want to do. I'm going to do something that I like to do. I'm not going to sit here and wallow in my misery and wallow in this situation, what the doctors told me. I'm going to get out and exercise my faith and release faith. Hallelujah. Well, he goes back to the doctor three days later. He goes back to the doctor after the golf. And he goes back. And they do it. They do an EKG. They do an MRI. They check everything out. Come find out. He, he said, what, what, what's going on? He said, what do you mean? He said, what in the world has happened? He said, we can't find nothing wrong. He said, you don't need a new heart. We're taking you off the list. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on now. I tell you, in other words, hell had to take him. I said, hell had to take him off the list. I said, hell had to take him off the list. What they tried to put on him, it had to take him back to hell. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. And so here's Bob Bartimaeus, and, and Jesus passed him by. I mean, if I, some folk get upset. Preacher passed him by, and he lay hands, he lay hands on different people, and he, but he didn't lay hands on me. You know why he didn't lay hands on you? Because there was no faith there. Why would he waste his anointing on somebody that doesn't have faith? I can tell when I'm praying for people at an altar. I mean, there are times I know that they got faith, and I'll spend a little time with them. And because I know that they're receiving. And then there's that up here, they come up here with the hope so, and they're not receiving. And I said, well, I'm not going to let them drain my anointing. I'll lay hands on them, but I'm going on to somebody else that's going to receive it. Glory to God. Come on, glory to God. Well, you say that's a little rude, don't you think? No, I pray for them. But it, I'm not going to waste my anointing when somebody else is over here crying out and faith is released and faith is pulling me over here. So Jesus was the same way. That blindness never got his attention. I said the blindness never got Jesus' attention. He went right on by. But then all of a sudden, the scripture says, when he yes. found that it was Jesus, yeah. huh? Come on now. Yes, hallelujah. Huh? Now what you don't know, what you may not realize, where blind Bartimaeus was at. Blind Bartimaeus was in the city of Jericho. Yes. Now, you gotta understand a thousand years prior to that, 
A thousand years prior to that, there was a shout That's that right. was released, and there was a shout that was planted. Yes, amen. And we think, and we think about the, we think about the walls coming down Jericho, yes. and we think it was a one-time event. That that shout was just supposed to be a one-time event. Huh? Come on, man. We just think that that shout was supposed to be a one-time event. Oh no, 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 no. That there was a seed of shout that was planted there. Come on now. And I believe that something rose up on the inside. Come on, a blind Barnabas. I believe something just rose up. I believe that seed had been sitting dormant. Come on, just for him. I said that miracle was sitting there. That seed, that miracle seed was sitting there dormant, just waiting for him. Because you understand, a seed can't die. That's right. Huh? Come on now, you understand, a seed can't die. That's right. Hallelujah. I said a seed can't die. Right. Glory to God. So that seed of shot was planted a thousand years prior to that. And then all of a sudden, that seed was waiting, was waiting for blind Bartimaeus. Come on now. Was sitting there waiting. And when blind Bartimaeus was there and Jesus passed him by, that seed began to become alive inside of him. And all of a sudden, he released the same shout that the Israelites released over Jericho. And he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now you know that had to be supernatural because there was no way in the world he would have known that he was the son of David. Oh, come on now. Come on. And the natural, there'd been no way he would have known that he was the son of David. Glory to God. He had no idea that the bloodline went back to David, all the way back to David. He had no idea that the DNA ran all the way back to that. Glory to God. But something, come on now. See, this is what happens when you step out in faith. The revelation, come on now. The, the Holy Ghost just takes over. Sometimes you may not even know what you're saying, but the Holy Ghost will take over because he knows that faith needs to come home to faith. You just need to release that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so he shouted. And then the religious folks, the religious folks, shh, shh, be quiet. We don't do that in this church. We don't do that here. It's not necessary. You're going to do that, you need to go on down the street somewhere. But here, we don't, we don't do that here. Come on. That's why they call the church of the frozen chosen. Uh, come on now. And all of a sudden, so after they told him that, Hallelujah. so I believe that, that just something rose up even greater in him. Yes. And I believe he was just saying, I'm going to become more undignified yes. than that. You think that was loud? You ain't seen nothing yet. Because I'm releasing something because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm sick and tired of being blind. I'm not going to be blind no more. Because faith has just come to my city. Amen. Oh, come on now. Amen. I said, faith has just come to Crestwell. Amen. I said, faith has just come to Crestwell. Come on now. I said, faith has just come to Crestwell. you got to make up your mind. you got to make up your mind right now. Come on now. you got to make up your mind whether you receive it or not. I said, faith has come home to Crestwell tonight. And so again, after they told him that, he said, watch this. He said, Jesus, even louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. And at that moment, Faith was released. Faith went home, fell faith, and stopped faith in his tracks. Jesus stopped in his tracks. Oh, my, my, my. My, 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 my. See, but what? See, this is what faith does. Faith will stop. Come on now. Faith will find the miracle worker. I said, faith will find the miracle worker. I said, your faith will find the miracle worker. You just need to release it. Come on now. You just need to release it. So what the other thing what you don't may not know is this. That back in those days, the blind... Everyone that was sick, whether he had leprosy or whatever, you had to dress accordingly. Yes. Huh? Come on now. You had to dress accordingly. 
And so people didn't have to go up to blind Bartimaeus and ask him, was he blind or not? They saw what, how he was dressed. Come on. See, that's what the Satan does. That's what Satan does. He wants to clothe you in sickness. And he wants to clothe you in disease. He wants to clothe you in poverty. Come on now. He wants to clothe you with mental disorders. Come on now. That's why that's the way the enemy is. And so 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 long, we deal with it for so long that if we wear it proudly. Or it becomes a part of our wardrobe. Oh my God. I said, come on now, our sickness and our disease and our lack and, and all this, if we carry it so long that it becomes a part of our wardrobe, that when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we do is we get it and we put it off because that's what we're expecting. And so they went to get Blind Bartimaeus. Do you understand? Blind Bartimaeus is sitting by the wayside. He says he's sitting by the wayside. And so Jesus tells his disciples, go get it. And so they came over there to blind Bartimaeus. And when they went to get him, oh, I don't know if you're ready for this. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something in this atmosphere here tonight. Glory to God. So they went to get blind Bartimaeus. And when they picked him up, the Bible says that he dropped. Come on now. He dropped his blind man clothes. Oh, come on. I said he dropped his blind man clothes because he wasn't about to take that. Come on now. He wasn't about to take that. To faith. Come on, he wasn't about to take that. Jesus didn't give it to him. I said, Jesus, why would he want to take this that the devil gave him? Why would you want to take that to Jesus when Jesus didn't give it to you? You need to send it back to hell where it came from. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Shut up, we'll And he dropped his blind man clothes in. And this was a, and still. Jesus never saw his blindness. All Jesus saw was his faith. Because when he got there, oh my, my, my. That's because when he got there, Jesus said, what do you want? Well, duh, can't you see? Huh? He said, can't you see? No, because he, he took the blind man clothes off. Huh? Come on here tonight. Oh, get ready. Come on, get ready. Get ready. I'm about to lay hands. And don't you come up here tonight bringing that stuff with you. Come on now. I don't want it. And Jesus don't want it. You better leave it right there and let hell take it back where it came from. Because when, listen, when blind Bartimaeus, listen, when blind Bartimaeus dropped his blindness, you understand, he didn't take his blindness to Jesus. He took his faith. And so when blind Bartimaeus dropped his blindness, come on now, to hell. Listen, demons and the demons in hell had to come get it. Come on now, because that was a part that they had to come get it and take it back to hell where it came from. And so I'm here to tell you tonight, come on now, your God is looking for faith. Jesus is looking for faith. Oh, come on now, I said Jesus is looking for faith. You need to ready to release your faith. Stand to your feet and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Come on, glory to God. Come on, let's hear it. Come on, get ready. Come on, get ready. Shut up, Osehay. Shut up, Osehay. Glory to God. Come on, glory to God. Things are about to happen in your life. I said, things are about to change in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Shalala Bosehe. Oh my, 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 my. Come on, let your hands and worship. Come on. Let your hands and worship. Oh, give it a 
This is a new day. This is a new day. It's time for joy. Time for joy and peace to enter back into the glory of God and the persuasion of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus,
calling them in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. But, uh, and it's time to break out. It's time to break out. She can't even force her I'm getting you ready. That's why I'm on it. I got you on this. On this journey, I got you on this journey. Because you're going to need all the strength. You're going to need all the energy. You're going to need all the strength. What I'm about to call you to do in this church, the pastor, in this ministry, and laying hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. Oh, she got There's a fresh anointing. There's a fresh anointing. And there's oneness. And I'm Some of you, it's going to happen overnight. For some of you, it's going to be a process. But know this, you've got it already. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Thank Glory Thank to God. Kirk, come here. Lord. Lord. Thank you knew why I come here, both of you. I know I already asked you. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Everybody, put your hands this way. 
Well, there's a generation that needs to be reached. There's this generation that needs to be reached. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm calling you to reach this generation. I'm about to take you out of your comfort zone even more than what you've been taken out. And you're not going to be able to figure this out. This is not going to be the problem anymore. But this has limited you in certain areas. He said, but... He said, I'm about to release an anointing on your life that you're going to bypass this and you're going to go straight to here. So you get ready. You get ready. And as you get ready, you get ready, said the Lord. Because I didn't call one, I called two. In the name, in a fresh anointing, a new anointing, different from the same, different from the same. You're coming out, you're coming out, you're coming out. Oh, she's coming out. And that which you have been believing me for, oh, get ready for it, prepare for it. What's oh, coming? She Hallelujah. 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 Jesus had 10,000 angels That's at his right. disposal. 
And the Bible says we have ministering spirits at our, at our disposal. The problem is they've been on vacation too long. We need to start releasing our angels that God has given us. Come on. He's given angels charge over there. Come on now. You need to release them. Go tell them to go get what you need. Come on. Release them to the north, the south, the east, and the west. And watch things begin to change. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I'm going to do one more thing. In these services, we've seen this happen many, many times. Now, understand, I am not trying to get anything from you. I don't need your money. I'm just going to be right up front with you. I don't need your money. But you need to sow. Yes. And so I was just doing a, a meeting. I did a funeral. I did a meeting, but then I did a funeral in Lumberton. And a gentleman came up to me at the, at the end of the funeral. And there was thousands of people. Now we had over 300 people saved. Yes. Glory to God. Glory, glory. glory to God. Hallelujah. This is just a couple weeks ago. And uh, so to make a long story short, anyway, he came up to me. He said, Pastor Phil, he said, I was in a meeting that you did um, a few months ago. He said, and you, he said, you begin to pray over finances. He said, so I just begin to lift my hands. He said, I took my seat as we got ready to prepare to receive the last offering of the crusade. He said, I just took my seat. I, I asked the Holy Ghost because just like I'm going to ask you tonight to pray. And whatever God tells you to do, do it. I don't believe in $100 offerings. I don't believe $50 miracles. I don't believe in $1,000 miracles. That's a bunch of malarkey. Amen? It doesn't cost anything for your healings. It doesn't cost anything for miracles. But we have to sow seed in order to reap a harvest. So anyway, so I'm praying. I mean, I'm praying over people's uh, money, just like I'm getting ready to pray over you. And whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, I'm going to pray over We're going to anoint it. He said, I was believing God. He said, I've been believing God for two years for a Dodge Ram pickup truck, a 4x4 extended cap, a crew cap. He said, I wanted a white one with chrome rims. He said, and so I got, because you told me to get very specific in what I, in, in, in the blessing that I wanted. See, there's one blessing that's in your heart and that you've been believing God. But there's just one particular blessing that I want you to grab a hold of tonight. One particular blessing. And he said, and so I did that. He said, I showed, I obeyed God. He said, it, and it was, he said, it was generous because I thought about it for the next several weeks. <laughs> that's when you know you're giving generous when you think about it at the dinner. He said, and I just want you to know, Pastor Phil, he said, just 30 days ago, right after Christmas, he said, I got my daughter, I got a blessing, I got a, I said, he went to me, he said, can I take it out? I, I couldn't go out there because too many people. He said, but I wanted to show you my brand new Dodge Ram white pickup truck and paid for it. Hallelujah. Oh, come on now. Come on now. See, when you're in miracle, when you're in services like this, anything's possible. Yeah. Glory to God. So I'm getting ready to pray with your finances, but I want you to pray right now. We get ready to pray, and I want you to pray. Just ask God what he would have you to give to this crusade. And towards this meeting. Like I told you, don't you're not giving it to me. You're giving it to the for the next meetings and the next meetings to come. That opens the door to all the other places. I just got back from Africa and I'm going to be headed to England. I gotta to go to Peru and I gotta to go to India. And so whatever you whatever Holy Ghost tells you to do, I just want you to obey God tonight. Alright? So I just want you to begin to pray right now as you're praying. Come on, Father, Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we're obedient to your word. That we're obedient to your word. As we're about ready to give tonight, Lord, I thank you that we listen to the Holy Spirit. And Father, whatever it is, if it's a dollar, if it's ten, whatever, if it's a hundred, whatever it may be, just obey God. Just ask the Holy Ghost what he would have you do tonight. Come on now, just let it sit in your heart. Don't listen to your head, but listen to your heart and obey God. And now as you get ready to obey God, I want you to get it out and I want you to put it in your hand. I want you to get it out and put it in your hand. Whatever you got, if you got to write a check, write a check, whatever it is, put it in your hand. Because we're getting ready to pray over it right now. Shut up, pull over my I'm just obeying the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, tell me to do it this way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope this is okay, Pastor, because we didn't discuss how I was going to do it. Hallelujah. If the usher would come with a plate and we're going to do something a little different, he's not going to pass it, but he's going to just sit right here on this altar. Because I want you to come up here where the anointing is. And as you walk into this anointing, as you release your seed, I'm getting ready to pray over it. I want you to hold it up in your hands. 
And you can just lay one on each side if you want to. That's fine on the altar. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got it ready? Let's lift it towards heaven. Father, I thank you right now for your anointing and power of your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that this is not just a normal offering, but this is a supernatural seed. That, Father, as I sow into the kingdom of God, I take the heart, I take the limits off of my harvest. Now, you know what you're believing God for. That you know what you need right now. And I want you to tell the Lord what you're believing God for. Come on, tell the Lord in your own self. Tell the Lord what you're believing God for. And, Father, I call that in as I sow this seed. And I expect it to come in. I expect it to come in as I sow this seed tonight. In Jesus' name, as I apply the blood of Jesus over this seed, over their offerings, Father. And I thank you that it's blessed, pressed down, shaken together. And it's running over. We take the limits off on the return of their income, the return of their finances, and the return of what you're going to bring back to them in the name of Jesus. And everybody shout an amen. amen. Say, I plead the blood, plead the blood. over my offering. Oh. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Give me some music, and they can come on up here and, and bring your offer to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <coughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, my, 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 Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Can't you see it? Can't you see it? I heard the Holy Ghost say, can't you see it? It's there. Come on now. You're almost there. You're almost there. You're almost there. Can't you see it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. I can see it. Glory to God. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. Shut up, say. Shut up, say. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Think it not strange. <laughs> Think this not strange, said the Lord. <laughs> well, this is only a beginning. Uh, this is only a beginning. For you to try to figure it out, it will not work. You will never be able to figure me out, said the Lord. He said, but just know by my spirit, you cannot deny my presence, said the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he said, so just rest. Just rest in this. Rest in this. And as you begin to rest in this, there will be such peace. Such peace that's going to come upon you. That you haven't had in a long time. Such peace that's going to come upon you. That you haven't had in a very long time. Such peace that's going to come upon you. That you haven't had in such a very long time. And then it will turn to joy. And then it will turn to joy. <laughs> and then it will turn to joy. And you'll be able to laugh at the devil. Ha ha. You'll be able to laugh at the devil. Ha ha. And as you begin to laugh at the devil. Ha ha. You'll begin to see the miracles and signs and the wonders. Become commonplace. And not only in your church. Not only in you. But in your household. Said the Lord. Hallelujah. Ha ha. Woo. Glory to God. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, Father, we thank you. We thank you for such an awesome week. We thank you for such an awesome week of the presence of the Lord. What a way to seal it. Glory. So, Father, we thank you for everything that's been said, 
every word, prophetic word that has been given, we receive it. And it will not come back void in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here. It's been an honor to be here in Crestwell. Here at Cherry Church of God. Pastors, thank you. We love you so much. And thank you. Because you could have been anywhere. That you chose to come and just be with me to party in the Holy Ghost. Thank you. So this won't be the last time I'll see you again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the next time I see you, you're going to be changed in such a way. This place is going to be such on fire. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have set a fire. I said we have set a fire. The church of God. I said we set a fire at church of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So once again, thank you so much, and I love each and every one of you, Pastor. Mm -hmm.